It's time now for Faith in Action, the program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus, Council 6923 and Fishers, and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have any comments or suggestions for this program, please contact Bridget at catholicradioindy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D at catholicradioindy.org. Or call 317-870-8400. Now, here's today's edition of Faith in Action. This is Faith in Action on Catholic Radio. I'm Jim Ganley. Our co-host is Bridget Ayer. Hello, Jim. Hello, everyone. And Bridget, you know, it's been a while since we've mentioned Kroger's, but I'll bet for a lot of our listeners, it's not been a long time since they've been to Kroger's. True, that's true. And so the reason we're talking about Kroger, we never want to tell you where to shop, but if you happen to shop at Kroger, I know you use one of those Kroger rewards cards because that's how you get the bargains. And... um, you can help Catholic Radio very simply by registering the card that you're already using, uh, the Kroger card, the Kroger reward card, just by going to our website, Catholic Radio Indy, I-N-D-Y, Catholic Radio Indy dot O-R-G, and there's a Kroger logo about in the middle of the page, just about our opening page there. Just click on that. You'll be taken to the um, Kroger website. They're going to ask for your name, your address, or whatever, and your card number, and what charity you want to support. And just put in all three words, Catholic Radio Indy. You need to put all three words, Catholic Radio Indy. That's it. You're done. You never have to think about it again. You never have to mention it when you go to the store. You never have to think about it. Every time you buy almost anything at Kroger, from then on, Catholic Radio gets a small percentage. And, of course, we've got a lot of listeners. We have a lot of listeners doing that. And uh, we get substantial checks from Kroger's, and we do appreciate that. So if you can help us out in that regard, catholicradioindy.org. Yeah, and I also want to mention, uh, if you happen to be on the Facebook platform, uh, we are too. So Catholic Radio Indy, it's the official Catholic Radio Indy Facebook page. We have uh, close to 900 uh, followers there, and we do uh, try to push out um, some of our podcasts there and what's going on here at Catholic Radio Indy. So um, look us up there. Um, We're the official Catholic Radio Indy Facebook page, so you can find us there. All right, let's get into our show today. Uh, Well, today we're going to be talking about marriage, actually divorce recovery. And, you know, sacramental marriage is a lifelong commitment, and it's a covenant, really, between God and the spouses. But what do you do when a long-term marriage ends in divorce? Well, our guest today, Mary Jo Rennert, has experienced this tragedy, and she will share her story of heartbreak and recovery today. Welcome to Faith in Action, Mary Jo. We have she, actually she's in the studio with us, That's which right. is great. Well, thank you for having me, Bridget. I really appreciate it. Well, um, you know, we get many, many guest ideas from our listeners, mm-hmm. and and we read many books to prepare for these uh, interviews. And I, you know, I op- opening up your book, and I'm sitting here thinking. You know, you know, hearing this in a light, cheery story, but your story is really, really, really heart wrenching. I just, it just kind of blew me away. I just, I'm like, I couldn't believe what happened. So, start out by telling um, our listeners maybe just a little bit about yourself, and then, and then your marriage, and then maybe what happened. Well, I am a cradle Catholic. Okay. And I divorce was never part of my paradigm. Mm. I was surrounded 
my whole life by uh, long-term marriages, Catholic marriages. My parents were married over 66 years. My grandparents were married for that long. My in-laws were married over 63 years. So I had no reason to think my own marriage would not, excuse me, <clears throat> would not follow that same path. Mm-hmm. And that almost makes it worse because it's not even in your, like you said, paradigm is not even exactly. in your realm of thought that that would even happen. Well, and it, it gets worse than that because I had spent 10 years of my life writing essays about the beauty and sacredness of married love mm. in light of the theology of the body. Okay. And actually had sat down with Christopher West mm-hmm. at lunch. And um, so I understand marriage from a theological standpoint and from, uh, you know, the beauty and the sacredness of married love and what, what that really is. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> I uh, received a phone call at work mm-hmm. from a woman who claimed to be having an affair with my husband. Mm. And, um, you know, at first I thought, no way. Yeah, no way. No way. You know, because we had rental properties, and I thought this was somebody who was uh, maybe disgruntled because maybe maybe my husband was trying to evict her or something. Mm-hmm. And she, perfectly logical. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, she had called my phone at work and left me a message that this was an emergency. You know, so and it was about my husband. So when I called her. Um, she started pouring out all this intimate information about my house, my children, my vacations, my everything. Oh, and I thought, oh, <laughs> yeah, this isn't just a crank call. Um, so it ended up uh, being true, and um, she called me because <laughs> she was angry. He was messing around with her best friend so this this wasn't just a um, one-off a one-off right so how long had you been married at that point when all this i had came been to life? married for 44 years and we had been we had dated since we were 15 mm. so this was actually a 50-year relationship I want to get into the name of your book. Um, you are still beloved when I, when your long-term marriage ends in divorce. I love the title. You are still beloved. Why did you pick that title? You know, I always knew that was what it was supposed to be. When I wrote the other book on marriage, which I, I was ready to publish. Um, had approval from Bishop Doherty. I'm from the Diocese of Lafayette. Um, The title of that book was In the Arms of My Beloved, with my beloved being the Lord. Mm. Um, But that word beloved uh, is, is very special, very poignant to me. Um, and I think that message, you are still beloved, was 
so strongly given to me um, during during this, this whole process. Uh, and you know, when you lose the love of your earthly spouse, it's crushing. It's crushing from the standpoint of this is this is who you have devoted your your life to. It's your identity. It's your um, your whole person is immersed into that, mm-hmm. and you have to find that you you have to know who you are in God's eyes, mm-hmm. and you have to know beyond the shadow of a doubt that you are loved you are beloved and so that message you are still beloved is what got me through but it's also the message that I want to give to others who've experienced that tragedy we're talking with Mary Jo Rennert she is the author of you are still beloved when your long-term marriage ends in divorce and at some point you wrote the book and then also are helping other people with um, I guess divorce recovery at what point did you start writing the book with when all this was happening you know actually the whole first chapter I pounded out the very first night I found out about this yeah um I um now, were you, did you, would you come from the print journalism background or you worked in publishing? Was that your profession? I worked, or? I worked, I've had a really eclectic career path. Mm-hmm. I'm an RN from, you know, from way back, but I did spend uh, 10 years actually in publishing. Okay. And I've been a writer, I've been a, an editor, a book designer. So, so I do come from that background and I consider myself a writer from way, way back childhood. So that was your first inclination, I, right? I got up in the middle of the night. Um, of course, I couldn't sleep, and I, I locked myself in the room with my computer and uh, pounded out about 2,000 words um, for two reasons. One, I wrote it like it was fiction because mm-hmm. it was so bizarre. <laughs> yeah. It was so outside of anything I ever thought I'd experience and um, and also to just document it mm-hmm. because when you go through something like that you go into shock yeah I mean, you really do mm-hmm. and I was so glad that I had written it down because even a week later when I was trying to explain to my sisters what I was going through I had to get that computer out and read it Mm. Um, but I, but there was very little editing done to that first chapter because that's what I wrote. Yeah. And when I was reading it, um, I felt like I was reading fiction in a way, like just like a, kind of like a novel, you know, it's like Mm -hmm. this, did this really happen? So, um, but I think it does, I guess it helps, probably helps you connect, um, when people read this that are experiencing, um, uh, I guess, a divorce or a big bump in the road in their marriage, I'm sure it helps people kind of connect with you or you with them. It does, because they know I'm not coming at this from a a theoretical standpoint or a clinical standpoint. 
Um, there is definitely a place and a need for counseling in this process, but uh, if you have someone who has not experienced the depth of that emotion and the depth of that hurt and betrayal, um, sometimes they don't get it. Mm-hmm. No, that, that makes perfect sense. Um, so your ministry or your coaching with um, divorce recovery, um, who do you target exactly? I mean, is it primarily women? Is Do you aim at helping the women who experience this, kind of more tailored to that? That, that is pretty much my target. Um, in fact, uh, Christian women, because my message is so Christ-centered, mm-hmm. um, although it's funny, a lot of my encouragement and uh, confirmation, if you will, has come from uh, a Jewish man, um, a Jewish woman, friend of mine, uh, people who are not faith-based at all, um, have, have like I had a, a one-day online event back in May, and I was... Uh, surprised at the variety of people who came and I just you know I always just say this is my heart this is where I'm coming from I am a Catholic Christian that's where I speak from uh, and where I minister from but the message that you are beloved by God that God loves you regardless of what you have been through what you have done or not done, that message is for everybody. On that note, we're going to take a quick break. Um, When we come back, we're going to talk about the need for divorce recovery in the church. So stay tuned for more Faith in Action. Alexa, what's the weather forecast for today? Alexa, what time is the Colts game today? Alexa, remind me to pick up the dry cleaning tomorrow. Has Alexa become a part of your daily routine? Then make sure that routine includes Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. Quick, easy access to Catholic programming 24-7. Just say, Alexa, play Catholic Radio Indy. Catholic Radio Indy. You can hear the Holy Mass every day at 8 a.m. right here on Catholic Radio Indy. Welcome back to Faith in Action. I'm Bridget Ayer. Jim Ganley and I are in the studio along with our guest, Mary Jo Rennert, uh, author of a beautiful book, You Are Still Beloved When Your Long-Term Marriage Ends in Divorce. And I want to talk about, uh, Mary Jo, what exactly is the need in the Catholic Church, maybe in the United States or maybe just in our area, in terms of divorce recovery? You know, that is something uh, that until you go through it, I think it's invisible. Mm. Um, 25%, this is a 2014 statistic, so it's old, but 25% of all adult Catholics will at some point in their lifetime be either experience divorce or be touched by divorce. Now, if you think of a church with a pew that seats 12 adults, that's three adults out of every pew in your parish. If we had any other situation within our parishes that affected that many people, we would be ministering to them. 
and yet divorce ministry is a, a rare commodity. Um, there are some parishes that there are good programs out there, but they're not in use very much. And there, there are some parishes that are doing that. There are others that are not aware of the need. And I have, I've worked in the church. I was a pastoral minister up in Warsaw, Indiana at Sacred Heart for uh, four years and was very active in a lot of the ministries. And you know, it, it never occurred to me to start a divorce ministry or look at the need. Mm-hmm. And I've come to understand um, and I need to find the, the Pope Francis quote on this mm-hmm. because he spoke about it. When you are focused on the center, on the mainstream Catholics and mm-hmm. the mainstream, the needs of the majority, you don't see what's out on the margins. Mm, mm-hmm. I mean, if you think about a circle and and you're facing inward, mm-hmm. you physically can't see what's on the margins. True. And until you are marginalized yourself, mm-hmm. you really don't know the need. Yeah, and, and I think before we got started here, we were talking about that number that you gave, and you said, you know, that a lot of Catholics that, do go through divorce end up just leaving and i'm wondering yeah. if part of that is they don't feel welcome anymore or there isn't a place or they're not able to find healing or i mean there could be a many many reasons but um what's your thought on that i mean there is a lot of misinformation all right about divorce so like if you're divorced you can never receive the eucharist again exactly i think that's a big misconception which is not true at all the divorce itself um is not what keeps you from receiving the sacraments of because a civil divorce, you're still married to that you person sacramentally. Yes, so, sacramentally, so you if are you still married. Start dating somebody else. That's the problem. Or you remarry without an annulment. That's the problem when you can't receive communion. Exactly. Is that right? Exactly. People have to recognize that um, you know civil divorce is done for uh, obviously a, a variety of reasons, mm-hmm. um, but that marriage covenant if it was valid in the beginning, remains in the eyes of God, in the eyes of the church. And uh, people sometimes, well, I have, this is a terrible extreme example of this. Mm-hmm. My Girl Scout leader is still alive. Mm-hmm. She is 90, 91. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm going to date myself real badly here. She was divorced when I was in the fourth grade. Now, her husband just blatantly left her with four children, never had child support or anything. Mm -hmm. That woman, to this day, has not received communion Mm. because... There was a prohibition in the church up until the 1980s. I can't remember what this is, 86, 87. Um, 
that canon law was changed, but this woman has, because she didn't realize that, mm-hmm. uh, mm. she was isolated from the Eucharist. Um, a lot of people, even people in authority, don't know what the current church law is, that there have been some changes. And I'm, you know, I am not advocating for changes in canon law. Mm-hmm. I recognize the, the sacredness of the covenant of marriage. Mm-hmm. But I do want the church at a parish level, at a diocesan level, to recognize the need for compassion mm-hmm. for people who are suffering, mm-hmm. suffering worse than they have ever suffered. And it's salt in the wounds mm-hmm. to have someone... Um, <laughs> Just not recognize your pain or be oh able to gosh. really, you know reach out in a way that's helpful. So I want to get to Mm -hmm. um, some of the things that you're doing to kind of fill the gap there. Um, Talk about this. uh, You have an event coming up in October. What exactly do you do to kind of help people through this? What what are some of the things that you do in terms of your delivery of divorce recovery, if that makes sense? The event in October is... uh, it's Saturday, October 28th, and it's an all-day thing. It's from 11 a.m. to 7 p.m. Eastern. And it is uh, for, it's marketed for Christian women who've experienced divorce. Okay. And that's the event. The last time I did it, I had a, a lot of people who were not part of that demographic, um, and everybody's welcome. But it is... I speak of it almost as a place because it was a gathering of women who listened to, I think we had five speakers, who spoke about confidence Mm -hmm. and the need to recognize your own uniqueness and to uh, recognize your value and to build that back up again. The event is called Beloved and Beautiful uh, because those are two qualities you kind of lose when you've, I mean, you're just squashed. Mm -hmm. When you go through a divorce, you're just squashed. And I have met so many women who even 20 years after their divorce have not really recovered there is a great need for addressing grief recovery. Mm-hmm. You can go on with your life, but if you never heal from the grief and the negativity and the unforgiveness, then it's like having a scab over an infected wound. Mm. The surface is healed, mm-hmm. but at some point it's, it's going to, burst open and give you real problems. And divorce is not the only tragedy that happens in life. You know, I mean, our lives go along. We have good things that happen. We have bad things that happen. And uh, the divorce may just be the straw that broke the camel's back. 
Yeah. So I want to ask in your book, I mean, do you have some tips like in terms of recovery? So if people get the book, um, what are they going to take away from from the book in terms of help? Is that kind of a good starting point or is something like, you know, going to one of these or or attending one of these events, um, beloved and beautiful uh, event? Is that a good starting point for people? That's a good starting point. The book is a place where I looked at my own journey and uh, kind of took it apart and uh, came up with what had helped me heal. And then there are, there are suggestions all the way through the book. So it is a journey of healing within the book, um, illustrated by my own stories from my journey and stories from, from other people that I know. But... Um, the the need to recognize what has happened mm-hmm. and acknowledge it and uh, there's a line in there that says you know you have to know who did what to whom mm-hmm. god didn't do this to you right there's a lot of times that we blame god for the tragedy that happens in our lives and mm-hmm. you really have to step back and say you know okay what really happened here and I do I have to tell you I went through uh, Divorce and Beyond which is a a divorce recovery program eight week um, that that was run at uh, St. Elizabeth Seton Mm -hmm. and we will be running that again this fall but I went through that uh, two years after my divorce and I was not ready to take responsibility for my own part in that. Mm. And there's a place in there, you know, what percentage do you, of responsibility do you take? Yeah, that's, that's, that's a hard thing to look at. Well, we're just about out of time, and I want to get um, people a website that they can connect with you to either participate in the um, upcoming event or uh, to get your book. So give us your website, Mary Jo. The, the page to register for the event that's coming up October 23rd um, is Beloved and A-N-D, Beautiful You, Y-O-U, Dot com. So it's BelovedAndBeautifulYou.com. And that will give you information about uh, the upcoming event and the speakers, and it will uh, give you a place to register for that. It is free. And then your uh, website for the book? My website is MaryJoRennert, R-E-N-N-E-R-T, dot com. And the book is available on uh, Amazon. All right. We're out of time. Mary Jo Rennert, uh, thank you so much for being our guest today. I think we're all going to take a different look at um, divorce recovery as we go forward now. Thank you so much for having me, Bridget. I really appreciate it. God bless you and your ministry. Thank you. You've been listening to Faith in Action. The program that looks at how ordinary people are putting their faith into action in their everyday lives. Faith in Action is underwritten by the Knights of Columbus Council 6923 and Fishers and is produced by Catholic Radio Indy. If you have comments or suggestions for guests or topics for this program, please email Bridget at CatholicRadioIndy.org. That's B-R-I-G-I-D 
at catholicradioindy.org or call 317-870-8400. This program is pre-recorded.